Hello everyone, Ben here. Uh, before this week's episode starts, I uh, just wanted to give you a heads up. The sound quality on this one isn't going to be great. Uh, we had three people, we had a guest, uh, Mandy's brother Dan, joined us. Um, we had the three of us set around the one microphone, and sometimes the audio quality is not as good as we would like it to be. Uh, I did what I could in post, apologize. I do think it is listenable, so we are still releasing it. Um, we apologize if this is a tougher one for you to listen to. We understand if you want to come back next week. Uh, but that's, it happens sometimes. You know, we're a small podcast. We don't always think these things through. But uh, I hope you enjoy the episode. Here we are. It's it's the show. I mean, you know the name of the, the show. You've, you've listened to it. Anyway, here it is. Hello and welcome to Out on Her Fanny. A podcast about the nanny. I'm Ben. I'm Mandy. And we have a special guest with us this week. We have a special... Well, should we explain the reason why we have a special guest? No! Yes. Yes. Uh, So what is the episode that we watched today? So this is a a podcast where we watch the nanny and we talk about it. um, And we had a special episode. Yes. We watched the Simpsons episode, Brother Can You Spare Two Dimes. We did not do that. We did not. Oh, we didn't. I did. I was somewhere else. Okay. So this is going to be a, a weird tangent then. What was the name of this episode? It was called Stop the Wedding, I Want to Get Off. Cool. And it features special guest Twiggy playing Maxwell's sister. And since uh, it's all about Maxwell's sister coming to town, conveniently, uh, my brother, Dan, was also coming to town. So we have him on the podcast. Hello. Say hello, Daniel. Hello. Hello. Yes. So, um, I grew up watching The Nanny on, like, local TV before we had cable, but I very much did not watch it with you because we have, uh, we're about six and a half years apart, so we are, we're not doing the same things ever, had very different tastes, and then I moved, uh, went to college in California. Uh, around you abandoned the t- them. Yeah, I abandoned my family, yeah, so I yeah. don't know, like, I know what my, uh, past with the nanny is but what is your past with the nanny have you ever watched it uh yeah i mean i watched it uh it was on nick ignite like pretty often like in between like episodes of george lopez so and i just watched just have that in the background while playing uh nintendo ds good what what games were you playing on the ds that's now this is my part of the conversation oh obviously pokemon obviously pokemon pearl Yes, Pearl. Uh, I had one of... I don't think I finished either of the, the Diamond and Pearl ones. Just didn't hold my attention. Mm. But they are getting remade for the Switch. They are. Hi, welcome to our Pokemon podcast. Yes. We're going to talk about the upcoming Pokemon uh, Diamond and Pearl remake. Mandy, what are your thoughts on the Diamond and Pearl remake that's coming out? Uh, no thought. We do have to go back to playing Gold and Silver at some point. We do have to go back to playing Gold and Silver at some yes. point. Especially because I'm, I'm at the Elite Four now. Yeah. Also with that, so what sort of sitcoms... Oh, we're uh, moving back to the nanny? Okay. Alright, I guess it's going to be that kind of podcast. Yeah. I, I'm, sadly, we're going back to a nanny podcast yeah. <laughs> as I try to steer us <laughs> desperately. Uh, but what sort of sitcoms did you uh, both grow up watch, watching and enjoy growing now? Enjoy what sort of podcasts... Wow. <laughs> what sort of sitcoms did you grow up watching and possibly enjoy watching now? 
Oh, uh, that 70s show. I mean, that's one I watched. Th- I think that was running when I was around your age that you would be watching uh, The Nanny. So yeah. I've been watching, I've always watched that. Always, uh, I think, like first year of college, uh, we would just have that just playing all day. Very much your friends. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there, do you know there was a British version of that 70s show? Uh, and it's. It's not that that 70s show is a remake of a British sitcom. Yeah, no, I know. There's a, a British remake called Days Like These. There Why? are six episodes. It is set in my hometown in England. Oh. And it's bad. I, I assumed. It's not good. I assumed from six episodes. Yeah. Well, six episodes, that's a whole season. I mean, yeah. 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 But it they didn't they make didn't more. They didn't get any more. Yeah. yeah. So I remember like that, that 70s show, that ended when I was in like middle school. Yeah. What year did that show end? That ended, I think, 2005. Okay, so that was, that's before I even moved to America, so it's difficult yeah. to yeah. mentally think about I that as a thing that existed. We watched it in Hatteras, but the TV broke like midway through, so we had to then wait to try to like catch it again later. Mm-hmm. Uh, but revisiting the nanny, uh, what, what what did you before? I mean, obviously we're going to discuss the episode. Yeah. Um, is there anything in particular about this, the experience of watching the nanny again after so many years? That has uh, has it jogged any particular memories? Do you do you remember all of the lyrics to the opening theme? And if not, why are you a weaker person? <laughs> I do. I do remember the lyrics to the, the nanny uh, intro. Cool. Well, at least I do. Do it now. <laughs> do it now. Excuse. <laughs> you Good. don't want to hear my singing voice. It's it's quite awful. I'm mostly concerned about getting sued. So I think that <laughs> yeah. I said that like I haven't been using Simpsons. Me singing on this is podcast. like. You'd have to send this podcast to The Hague. Yeah. We'd all be uh, put on trial for war. Oh, yeah. No, just immediate execution. Yeah. It's just immediate, not, even, not even a trial. No, they would just hear They would hear the first seconds like, no, execution right here. You will be hanged. Not even a firing squad, just one no. person with an gun. Yeah. I want to ask, so you, are, you are the first Zoomer that we have had on yeah. this podcast. We got a Zoom, someone to tell us about... What jeans and how to part her hair. Yeah. So you grew up in like the, the nick at night, the nanny time, and that's yeah. like what people associate with it. In the public consciousness of the Gen Z, what is the nanny to them? Um, mostly non-existent, I guess. Yeah, no one, <laughs> it's no airing, one cares. It's airing on cozy TV right now, which is old person sitcom yeah. channel. Exactly. It airs between reruns of Roseanne and Will and Grace. No one gives neither shit nor yeah. fuck. Exactly. Yeah. So your this show would not be a reason for you to sign up for HBO Max. No, cool. I did anyway. Though. Okay, you're avoiding the nanny. Yeah. So I guess we should probably move on and talk about the show itself. This is season one, episode seventeen. Yes. Uh, on in broadcast order, HBO has it in the same. Place. Yes, it is also episode seventeen. So if you're gonna... watching on HBO Max. That's the daily daily double sound. I always make it myself with my throat. Mm-hmm. It's always pitch perfect. Um, yeah, so this is season one, episode 17. Stop the wedding. I want to get off. Yes! Yeah. Yeah. So how does this how does this episode start? I do this. Stopping a wedding by beating off. Yeah. Stop, stop the wedding. I have to pound my dick. <laughs> That's in the porn parody. They did a very extensive porn parody of The Nanny. It's episode by episode. Oh. Yeah. They didn't have to change the title for this one. Which is also weird because in two episodes time there's an episode called The Gym Teacher. (laughs) And the episode before that's called Sunday in the Park with Fran. 
So let's go through these and pawn them up a little bit. Pilot. Yeah. <laughs> Smoke gets in your lies. No, yeah. my fair nanny. Okay. The nushle can become the nipple slam if you want. Here comes the brood. No change necessary. <laughs> the butler, the husband, the wife, and the mother. No change necessary. Imagine a friend. No change necessary. <laughs> Christmas episode. No change necessary. No change necessary. Personal business. No, no change, change necessary. necessary. The nanny-in-law. No change necessary. No change necessary if it's made for Pornhub. <laughs> A plot for nanny. I think you could you could probably change. Again, I, these are all very much in the same yeah. fetish. So. Yeah. The show must go on. No change necessary. Maggie the model. No change oh. necessary. Oh, I feel bad. <laughs> I feel bad about this now. Next yeah. two episodes, The Family Plumbing and Deep Throat. Let's just uh, talk yeah. about this week's. Okay, uh, so this episode, how does this episode begin, Mandy? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I always ask you because you never remember. Yeah, I never remember. That's you why never I'm asking remember. you. Yeah. Uh, Maxwell's on the phone with his sister, because his sister is coming to visit. Mm. And notably this time, she is bringing a man along some, some with man her. Some man person. And introducing him to the family. Based on what happens later in the episode, which is that the driver also comes along, they don't consider the driver a man. She's never brought a man home. Just staff. Just staff. <laughs> Just no, nobody people. Well, I mean, if they brought, if like Maxwell brought Niall somewhere, they wouldn't think about it. Yeah, that's yeah. that's not good though. No, it's not doesn't, good. Doesn't, I mean, it's also I guess it's assumed. Oh yeah, the help will come along. Yeah. yeah. Um, another notable thing about this is so that Cece does not know that Maxwell has a sister. Mm. Uh, Fran does. It is implied that she has a relationship and a friendship, and is like, oh yeah, so, uh, tell her I said hi. Oh, was that your sister? Oh, I hope you said hi from me. <laughs> Why does Miss Fine know about it? He talks in his sleep. <laughs> this is our first real look at Chester Mayfield's actual family, uh, other than, like, the last person we had come to visit was his his nanny from when oh, he was a child. did you say As Mr. Sheffield? Chef's Chester Mayfield, which is what I'm now referring to the character as exclusively following a previous episode. Oh. So she's bringing her fella home. And they... That's it. That's yeah. the whole episode. We did it. How, what do we think? What do we think of this episode? Well, there was definitely a fella sure. at the home. Yeah, yeah. there was there a was fella. There was a fella. Um, yeah. Notably, so uh, they are talking about that and how it is uh, very unusual for her to bring a family home. And um, also something throughout this that we can kind of talk about later with British things is there's a bit of how English families, they're not they're not very emotional people. We're, just, we're, we're very notoriously unemotional. Which... Is hilarious because the first time I went out with Ben and most times afterward ended with you crying. And sometimes just in the apartment. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. at like two, three o'clock in the morning. I don't like that Dan is in, is joining in on the bit. <laughs> and Dan's I mean, been here for a couple of days. Dan's yeah. seen it. Yeah, yeah, Dan's seen some shit. But yeah, it's then we have horrifying. the opening credits and then Maxwell's sister is here. Uh, he was played by Twiggy, Twiggy. who is notable for being a friend of Fran and actually kind of the catalyst for this entire series. Yeah. Fran... Flew to England. Yeah, Fran flown to England, um, had gotten an opportunity of like being able to pitch a show, was coming up with ideas for shows, but was watching Twiggy's daughter mm. and was out with her. And that's how she got the idea of like, wouldn't it be funny if I had to watch children? The Sound of Music. Sound of Music. Yeah, so it was cool. So Twiggy shows up, there's some... 
weird sibling. Like no one knows how to write siblings. Nobody on television knows now. how to Nobody write siblings. Nobody knows how to write siblings. It's always ah, pff, uh, major flinch. Where where eh, practical jokes. Moxie no. puddle dick. Puddle puddle dick. Puddle dick. Puddle dick. Puddle dick. Puddle dick. The porn parody. Yeah, that's it's not good. When Dan showed up, when we picked Dan up from the airport on Friday, none of that between you. Where, we, where, why, where were you two noogieing each other and trying to steal each other's noses and calling each other weird names based on old bitch? Well, we were, words? in fairness, we were picking you up from LAX. So it was like, get in the car, get in the car, shit, get in the car. <laughs> yeah. There was a certain amount of that, yeah. Yeah, it was kind of like a hostage situation. You did pull a hood over my head and drag me into the car. Well, we can't let you know where we live. Yeah. yeah. Whenever we take you somewhere in LA, we've been blindfolding you, which yeah. really is the only way to experience LA. Yeah. Mandy still won't take me places without blindfolding me. Yeah, which is really weird considering you're the one who drove. Yeah, yeah, in hindsight, probably not a good idea. No. But uh, I, it is very nice of the jail that has me locked up for a, a vehicular manslaughter to let us record this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. There's, um, you're actually things. calling in. Yeah. yeah we're, there's a glass and yeah. we just press the podcasting microphone <laughs> to the yeah. glass. Podcasting through conjugal visit is very strange. It's very strange. And I, Mandy, I hope, I'm very sorry I'm going to have to have sex with your brother after this. Just <laughs> just because otherwise they won't let us record the podcast. So. Okay. Uh, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so Twiggy is there. Twiggy introduces uh, the man that she has brought the along. Duke of Salisbury. Yes. Yeah. Which uh, Fran obviously makes a Salisbury steak joke, yes. which they all run with it. They, oh, yeah, that's like, really he's cool. A, like he's definitely heard the shirt oh, yeah. joke before. Is immediately talking about like the Duke of Worcestershire. Lord Worcestershire and I get together every Sunday for a barbecue. <laughs> and the Earl of Sandwich pops by for leftovers. <laughs> that's the thing I really like about this moment is, and, and most American sitcoms would have gone with the. I'm so like they would have gone with like full on how dare you yeah with all the jowl movement yeah that there'd be all that frustration this those these characters just like oh yeah sure yeah it's so good but i feel like it has the unintended effect we're supposed to think that he is very kind of boring and like nothing like no he seems cool fucking great Love this guy, which kind of goes against because then we meet the chauffeur that they've just brought along with them, which like that is your first little thing. It's like, what do you like? I would understand needing to bring a butler or like a maid or someone with you, but oh, bringing God. a chauffeur. Oh no! Can yeah. you imagine being on a ten-hour flight from Heathrow and then landing and then being like, "Well, everyone in the car, but I have to drive now." Yeah, for as long as we're here. For, yeah, that's awful. It's awful. That's actually bad. Uh, and having they... to drive around streets that you do not know. Uh, it, you do not know on a side of the road that you're not used to. Exactly. Awful. Yeah. But you're just expected to do it. Imagine if you land in New York with someone and they're like, okay, you're driving. You're like, okay, well, I guess once we've gone to the hotel and we've maybe had some sleep. And no, no, no. Now, go and hire us a car. <laughs> no, you are driving us from the airport. I think I would just explode to death. And that's why you can't be a chauffeur. Yeah. Uh, no, there are many reasons I can't be a chauffeur. If the Salisbury steak bit is a bit, where do they come from? And why is Salisbury Salisbury? It's just where the cows are. Okay, so is Salisbury steak from Salisbury? I genuinely couldn't tell you. Why, don't, why can't you give me this English... What do they teach you in school? How awesome we were during the Second World War, mostly. Egypt also is in there somewhere. <laughs> 
taught us that when they mummify a dead pharaoh, they pull the brain out through the nose. Yeah. They put it in a jar. They use special hooks. <laughs> Which is not too dissimilar from how they do COVID tests. You know? <laughs> um, I, I actually do think that the, the Duke of Salisbury kind of just going along with the bit... Like, throughout this episode, he's shown to be very kind of laid back about everything, up yeah. to and including the idea of them getting married. Um, and him just kind of rolling with this bit, I think, actually is a very clever bit of writing in terms of, yeah, all right, yeah, this is happening, I may as well. Yeah, but it, like, it does the effect of, uh, throughout this, like, we are not supposed to like him, mm-hmm. but I find him very likable. I don't think we're supposed to dislike him, though, either. Yeah. I just think we're supposed to kind of nothing him, and instead he does kind of come across as kind of uh, affable and charming. and He does kind of come off as, like... Royal automaton. Yeah. yeah, but not even that. Because like, in order, too. in order to like roll with that joke, you have to be smart enough to get the joke. Yeah, he seems good. He's yeah, good so he seems great. He seems great. Yeah. But like, yeah. So like later, because then uh, they're all sitting for a meal, and uh, Twiggy and the Duke are talking, and they're getting questions on. Oh, why do you like each other? What makes a good thing? He's like, oh, why wouldn't you like uh, yeah. like this person? They're fine. And just just saying very nothing statements about yeah. each other. But it's something of like, well, I've seen that you're great. So when you tell me that he's great, I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah seems fine. And what I'm was... saying is I would like to marry yeah. the Duke. They're engaged. Oh, yes. Yeah. They announced. That's a key thing. They announced uh, Very, engaged. like, excited. Yeah. Uh, not very excitedly, actually. Just very kind of middle of the road, like, uh, oh, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Almost like a throwaway statement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then when they're at dinner and they're talking, they're like, oh, we haven't had a chance to plan because we've just been going on vacations, which that to me is something of like, oh, we've just been going out doing, we haven't really like lived our lives together at yeah. all. We've just been out yeah. doing stuff. We haven't planned anything, and Fran starts going on and on. I was like, oh, you know, you really ought to set a date if you want to book a catering hall. And if you want an accordion, oh, you're really going to have to move fast. <laughs> because she used to be a bridal consultant. She's very much leaning into the, the I've done bridal consultant for people in Flushing thing, but for Anne Duke. Yeah, for an entire. Like she was Duke. like, "Oh yeah, yeah, the the catering halls I know will be perfect for you." Yeah, perfect. Yeah, we'll get you some shrimp. It'll be great. Good yeah. times. And and <laughs> here's how blasé the couple are about it. Because friends like, "Oh, why don't you should just do it this weekend?" And they're like, "Um, yeah, right." Gets us out of golf. Yeah, they specifically Boom. are trying to not go to golf because Twiggy hates both golf and the people that they were going to go golfing with. So they just don't. They're like, well, let's get married. Okay. It's a good excuse not to go golf. Exactly. It is, Which, but it's, Valen. Golf it's, is horrible. It's painted as such like, oh, ridiculous thing. Like, oh, they must not really be in love. They don't really want this marriage because they're just so chill and lots of fair about it. And be like, no, it it seems chill and fine. And be like, yeah, seem, we're yeah. here. You're my family. Otherwise, we have, we have why we have a big to-do? It seems... Fine. Yeah, everything seems great. And then Fran, in her duty as the wedding planner, decides, oh, maybe Twiggy doesn't love the Duke. Like, this is a decision she makes. Yeah. Because she asks for, like, oh, what is your favourite song? What is your favourite colour? What is your favourite shape? If you were a shape, what shape would you be? And Twiggy can't answer any of these questions. Yeah. Like, diamond, she's not... obviously. Well, obviously <laughs> diamond. I mean, that goes without saying. But she doesn't say diamond. She says... Um, I don't know. Yeah, like she's not able to really say like they don't have any like personal song and like, kind of like romantic things with each Stop. other. Stop. What's our song? 
We have discussed this, and we never right. like. We are don't gonna have, have a one. song. We we do have Mario Kart Arcade GP. <laughs> yes. We have Mario Kart Arcade GP. We have possibly TGI Fridays or because we listen to podcasts. Together. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. we can't have a first dance to a podcast. You can't have a podcast. I mean, you, you can't can have try. a first. Di- you cannot have a first dance to the flop house. <laughs> Although see, I do think we should try. Yeah, you can always try. And if not, uh, the default is always caramel dancing. One more thing of like, I think the Duke is great. Uh, There's also a bit where he's like, Maxwell, your children are charming. Oh dear, we forgot to buy them presents. Well, let me give you money. Oh, no, that's not necessary. Are you sure? I have lots. I wouldn't miss it at all. It's such a good delivery. And, like, yeah. and again, you are playing this as, oh, he is dry, he is boring, he is nothing. I think he is fucking amazing. Yeah, and so does Brighton, who's like, Dad, we're trying to fucking cut a deal yeah. here. <laughs> it's so... It's, I, I love this Duke. This yeah. Duke is great. He's so chill about everything. I bet he's great fun to get And, like, with. they're trying to make him, like, chill as in he has a nothing personality. His mm. personality is he knows that he's rich and doesn't give a Here's shit. Here's the thing. Yeah. I think he's written as having no personality. I think the actor, who I think you should look up right now, because I, I know I've seen him in other things. Yes. I think the actor is fantastic. Oh, yeah. That actor has so much personality. No, he's very good, but he's horrible for this role. He's horrible for this role. Because he actually has charisma versus a duke who, look at any duke, they're the fucking worst. I think he's a lot more charismatic than the chauffeur, and I mean, like, her, uh, Twiggy and the chauffeur have, like, relationship. I believe, and I'm double-checking it right now, I believe that is her actual husband playing the chauffeur. Yeah, yeah. I'll say, um... Nigel Waters mm-hmm. is the the Duke. I know if, as much as he's not English. Oh, he's born in Dalton, Georgia. Oh. Georgia. <laughs> um, he was in he's, Lois and Clark. Yep, yeah, I knew he was, he was in an Lois episode of Scrubs. Clark. He was in an okay. episode of Scrubs. He was in, he was in Good Luck Charlie. Yep, yep. that's the Border Disney Blues. Thing. Yep. Yeah, a bunch of, yeah, a bunch of sitcom things. Yeah. But he, this is a character actor who gets around and probably mostly plays British people or up themselves people, if nothing else. And sometimes there's an overlap. But yeah, he is a super charismatic guy, and they're yeah. supposed to make yeah. me think that he's a super boring guy. It's not going to work. <laughs> he's just he's fun to watch, and he's a, such a good actor. Yeah. But he, as Dan has correctly pointed out, he's not right for this yeah. part. Yeah, you need someone who can play dry and dull and boring. And this particular actor, Nigel Thornbury, whatever his name is. Yeah. That was smashing. Just has too much natural charisma. I feel like you could get an actor who does the line of like, oh, I won't notice I don't have money. Because when he says it, it sounds self-aware. It sounds yeah. like, I'm I'm rich, it's no big, it's no biggie. Yeah. Whereas you, you need someone who just has the complete unawareness yeah. of like... Yeah. No, I. You want someone who does not know the value of a dollar. Yeah. Not someone who is. You like, want you want the what does a banana cost ten dollars? Yeah, that's what yeah. you want. Yeah, Jessica Walters should have played this <laughs> yes. part clearly. Twiggy's marrying Jessica Walters. That would be amazing. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Like mid like mid nineties Jessica Walters. Yes, please. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I I do think this actor just has has so much going for him and is such a joy yeah. to watch that you almost feel bad for him. Yeah. In the third act. Yeah, yeah. whereas the, the chauffeur, his personality is, I am poor and I am pining. Yeah. I feel like he's miscast. He's, he's been cast in this because he is Twiggy's husband. I mean, yeah. Although I think he is basically just written as, oh yeah, my entire thing is I am in love with Twiggy. Yeah, yeah he's an English actor. Okay. Mm-hmm. His name is 
uh, Lee Lawson. Higgy. Alan Lee Lawson. Okay. I've seen, he's been in things. I've seen him in uh, He's done a lot of stage things. Mm-hmm. He's in The Devil's Advocate. Uh, oh, he was in the 2005 Casanova. Fantastic. Anyway, so Fran has, uh, showing an utter indifference to the entire idea of the institution of marriage, Twiggy and the Duke of Stake uh, are just like, yeah, fuck it, we'll let Fran fine plan our wedding and get a dress and take care of everything and... Uh, we have the scene with Twiggy where she doesn't know any, like, their song, their favorite yeah. color, any of that bollocks. The chauffeur comes. He's like, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna go for a drive with the chauffeur just because. Um, and the chauffeur knows the, the answers of, like, what her favorite color yeah. is, what right. her favorite flower is. What her favorite drink is. Mm-hmm. Roses, peach, Perrier Jouet. <laughs> and that's where Fran gets the idea that, like, oh, they want to be together. Yeah. They're scissoring. Yes. They're doing the scissors. Yes. Um, and is talking to uh, Niles at first about it. Yeah. I don't remember anything about that particular mm-hmm. conversation, so you're going to have oh, to yeah. fill me in. <laughs> I mean, so, uh, they also kind of ferment that she very much is not all that interested in the Duke. Because mm. she is kind of just leaving it to Fran. Yeah. Which, if you look at Fran in the way that they introduce Fran, especially like the outfits that she mm. is wearing, which are horrific... Like you can tell, it's like oh, those, yeah, are, she... those are fighting words. <laughs> yeah, I could see the the ire rising in Mandy's eyes. <laughs> those are fighting words. They saw what Fran was wearing. It's like, all right, yeah, I trust this person's taste. <laughs> you know what? In fairness, yes, mid nineties, I can see looking at Fran and going, nah. I mean, specifically in that they are all wearing like very like beige, like neutral yeah. colors, yeah. and like here, here's someone very loud, regardless yeah. of what you think of her fashion, and the fact that most of it is very expensive designer for the time, <laughs> it is loud. Yeah, volume is <laughs> turned all the way up on those blazers. <laughs> Um, and pants. And pants. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Fran is talking to Niles about the fact that, like, Twiggy doesn't seem all all into this relationship. She was more into being a, a judge on America's Next Top Model, which is how I know Twiggy. <laughs> um, so that season that she was a judge on America's Next Top Model. Uh, but Niles is trying to be like, oh, well, the, the English are quiet reserved people yeah. they're not they're not going to show all of their emotion on their sleeve yeah. and Fran's like no like if you're in love you're in love you're being swept off your feet and then in walks the chauffeur carrying Car- Twiggy yes. as they laugh yeah. in love with one another and the the joke is oh she took a tumble and now the chauffeur is just going to carry her all the way yeah like they've had an entire rom-com off screen sure sure why not Okay, um, so next we see Fran at like two or three in the morning giving Maxwell the knock, 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 penny, knock, 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 penny, knock, 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 penny treatment to wake you up. The and... knock, 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 penny. Big Bang Theory. Ew. <laughs> yeah, because that's what she's doing. Knock, 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 Maxwell, knock, knock, knock. It's it's okay. what um, the, the b- b- Bazingle man says, does okay. when he knocks on Penny's apartment door. I don't know anything about the Bazingles. He goes, knock, 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 penny, knock, knock, I mean, penny. I know things about... But, Bazoongas, but not <laughs> a Bajingo. Bajingo, yeah, Bajingo. not the Bajingo. Bazooka. Bubblegum. It's yes, it's it's the guy. It's 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 old young Sheldon. Oh. <laughs> oh, old young Sheldon. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> young Sheldon, all grown up. <laughs> Fran says, "Yeah, oh yeah, shit, Maxwell, fuck, I've woken you up." Young Sheldon versus Predator. Young <laughs> Sheldon versus Predator. Shit, I would watch that. Um, <laughs> uh, he specifically says, oh, you've been up too, after clearly having yeah. woken him up. Yeah. 
Um, and then he says, well, we, the wedding can't go forward because Twiggy very clearly loves her husband, not the Duke. Yeah. Her husband, the chauffeur. And then Fran does clarify that Twiggy doesn't know that she loves her husband yeah. and not the Duke. Yeah. And then Maxwell very sarcastically says, well, obviously we should do something about this right now at 3 a.m. in the morning and then goes to bed. And Fran's like... The- I don't know what sarcasm is, because I am baby. Uh, Maxwell does, like, uh, this is something of here. He specifically says... We'll insist that she dump the Duke and all he has to offer and run off with her penniless driver. The whole background of this is kind of the class differences yeah. there. Mm-hmm. But this is, like, him specifically, like, oh, if she marries this Duke, she is made, even though we also come from money. But if she marries the chauffeur, they'll be poor. Even though, again, we already come from money. Also, penniless? Look at Maxwell. Maxwell does not like a man who has seen a penny. What do you mean? <laughs> he hasn't seen anything smaller than a 50 in a full decade. And, like, he has he has pennies because Twiggy's been giving him pennies the yeah. entire time. Yeah, you just keep... And she's been fine. You just marry the chauffeur and then you keep paying him and that's infinite money, baby! <laughs> That's an exploit. That's a Sims cheat code right there. So Fran uh, thinks that they should it's tell the, each it's other. The, it's the marriage equivalent of Walmart paying their employees in Walmart gift cards. Oh no, really? Yeah. Company oh, town ass shit, yeah. Motherfuck. Yeah. That like, is some outer world bullshit nonsense. But it's the day of the wedding and they're having it at the house because what, we're not fucking building another set. Are you kidding me? Yes. Uh, they don't use any sets other than the house for this episode. They ain't got money. They, they spent all their that's all all their Twiggy money. Yeah. They spent all their money on Twiggy. We have Gracie being very nervous because she's being the flower girl mm-hmm. and she is stressed about it. Fran's like, "What do you have to stress about?" Uh, Gracie brings a very good point. What if Aunt Jocelyn slips on my petals and falls and breaks her leg? Then we'd have to shoot her like my pony. <laughs> Fair question. Which. It does explain, hey, I know where some of Gracie's trauma came from. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe she was on a horse. Her mother died and then they had to shoot her horse. (laughs) Yeah. She's sick? No, that's how the mother died. She broke her leg and they had to (laughs) shoot. The horse is fine. Yeah, no, horse, Um, yeah. Yeah. Maxwell makes Fran promise not to speak to Twiggy. Fran says, I promise not to speak to Twiggy, and immediately speaks to Twiggy's chauffeur husband. Oh, yeah, and we also have, from the previous episode, Kenny from The Shelly yes. Way. He is also back here helping Fran do the setup. With shrimp. With bringing shrimp, and Fran is also trying to encourage him of like, oh, yeah, you should be with Maggie. And he's like, nah, Maggie is rich and fancy and is coming here of being on horses and stuff. Uh, she lives in a big house and there's a butler and her dad's going yacht shopping. It's too it's too fancy. So yeah. there's a, throughout this entire episode it is the romantic relationships with a class differential. Yeah, that's kind of the theme of this episode, huh? Like uh, A, yeah. B, and C plots are all just yeah. that. So at the wedding, Fran has a conversation with chauffeur husband, Twiggy husband chauffeur, and this leads the chauffeur to go into Maxwell's office where Twiggy is getting ready in her Bride's dress? Yes. But yes. Um, and he says, hey, I'm just coming in to say goodbye. Uh, the Duke has his own staff, so he probably won't need me as a driver. So long, farewell, have we to say goodbye. And Twiggy's like, no, you don't, you don't, you don't fucking... We don't, don't you, you say have you to in Project Runway. I was on America's Next Time Model. Yeah, get the fuck, okay, you fucking go, because if you can't remember <laughs> that, it's been 20 years I've been <laughs> chauffeur. Um, and then as... Oh, a show that has, neither of those shows yeah. have aired yet. Yeah. Um... <laughs> 
as the chauffeur husband is about to leave, he turns around and asks, hey, can I, can I kiss your hand? And she's like, yeah, all right. And then he, like, fully, like, uh, like Gomez Adams his way up her arm as they're talking about what a great 20 years they've had together, working together. And then no one can find the bride. Friend goes in, sees them making out, um, says there's technical difficulties and has Kenny do stand-up to fill the time. The Duke says, where's my... Wait, where's my wife? Well, Maxwell goes, Where, <laughs> yeah. where's my sister? Uh, are, friend yeah. friend sh- reve- does the reveal. Does like, reveal. oh, hey, hey, they busy. Yeah. Uh, Maxwell's like, oh, you did, you did a ruin. <laughs> she says, no, I didn't do a ruin. I, I sidestepped the ruin. <laughs> I, I didn't break any promises. Jocelyn, is she all right? Don't go in there. Why not? Uh, it's bad luck to see the bride before the wedding. <laughs> I'll say. Great, great bit. So yeah. good. Again, great line, great performance. And then the Duke goes into the room and talks to Twiggy, and they very cordially and very low-key just... Break it off, yeah. Break it off. I shall bow out gracefully with my head held high. You know, you can sneak out that way. Better yet. (laughs) All the best. It is the most American take on a British breakup ever because it's very restrained. Uh, There is one point where uh, immediately after they've walked in, the Duke is just kind of standing there, kind of unaffected by it, and Fran makes a joke about how he's handling this really well. And Maxwell says, oh, can't you see the man is devastated? He's heartbroken. (laughs) And everyone else who's English in the room is like, wow, Jesus fucking Christ, friend. Read the room. And they can't because it's full of unaffected, uh, emotionless. There's a good good line about mood rings. There's a great line about mood rings. (laughs) My favorite television show proposal of all time is husband chauffeur getting down on one knee and saying, seems a shame to waste all that food. That's what the kind of people, like, the people who uh, decide to get engaged at someone else's wedding. Yeah. Like, that's that's also their thought process. Like, well, everyone's here. Let's do it. I'm like, you are a horrible person. It's not your day. It's not your day. Did you read that? I can't remember if it was on uh, Am I the Asshole or Reddit Relationships of another couple who, while they were at someone else's wedding, one of their friends who is ordained was also there, yeah, and they, they had just their were, own... Just set. in the middle of it. They got married themselves, and they thought, yeah, it'll be cute, it'll be fun, it'll be a double wedding. No. Like, no. No. We had to pay so much fucking money to get this all set up. Are you gonna pay you us back a little bit? There's a bunch of people who be like, oh yeah, but our friends are here, and like, and a bunch of other people who are not here for yeah. you. Your friend's mother does not need to be present at your wedding. And it's not your wedding! So the chauffeur and uh, Twiggy get married. There's a great joke about if you're on the bride side of the family, you can stay seated. If you're on the groom side of the family, you can grab your gifts on the way out. There's a wedding. And then we end with a very a very nice little button that's actually not comedy. It leans purely into the, the, the rom side of the rom-com that the nanny is by this point very much become mm-hmm. of uh, Maxwell and Fran in the kitchen after dark the lights are kind of on a low like dimmed romantic yeah. setting Maxwell is bringing Fran the bouquet yeah. and saying Cece try to catch it but like he tosses it to her and she catches so she catches the bouquet yeah of here's a thematic thing of here's yeah. what we don't see the bouquet being be. tossed because the studio's not insured for that <laughs> and yeah and, and Maxwell has this entire thing about imagine being in love with one of your one of your staff and just not realising it 
ha, 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 ha,
Fran and the rest of this cast react to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it, I think it works very well. I really enjoyed this episode. I think this is our first... I think we're, what, again, 17 episodes in, and this is our first The Wedding episode episode, mm-hmm. which... Uh, Ratings tend to go up when a wedding happens, because it happens in the marketing and Americans fucking love weddings. Hello, editing Ben here. I'm editing the episode, and just on a whim, I decided to look up the ratings for this episode, and it turns out this episode had a total of 9.7 million viewers in the US, which is actually the lowest rated episode of the season. I thought I would just hop in and bring that up, because I guess the let's do a wedding episode, we'll get great ratings thing, did not necessarily uh, ring true for this particular episode. They did a bad. You said you didn't want to be part of this. Let's get let's get back to let's go back to past us talking. I want to uh, point out so this is uh, not the only episode that has uh, Maxwell's sister in it. This is the only episode with Twiggy in it. <laughs> oh, she really? is recast. They recast her. <laughs> I I believe it's a thing if they couldn't afford like afford to get her again, that, or like probably sense. like scheduling. Like she probably likely just came because she is a friend of Fran. Yeah. yeah. But she is later recast. Okay. Um, My heart breaks. (laughs) So I assume uh, the next time you have one of those episodes with Maxwell's sister, you are going to recast me with one of our other siblings? Yeah. (laughs) I have another one. We'll get my sister in, but we'll still call her Dan. Yeah. Yeah. No, we'll get Dan Peck. We'll get Dan Peck. There we go. He comes next after O in the alphabet. It's alphabetical recast. It's a replacement Dan. Let's get a replacement Dan. Or we'll get, um, who was it who who played Quicksilver in the X-Men movies? (laughs) He's free, right? Um, I have a question to you. I want to talk about, because this, uh, this episode is very much about British culture. All right. Is there anything about Britishisms that you can tell us here? They do some steak and kidney pies. I don't like yeah. steak and kidney pie, but it is a mainstay of a British diet. Yep, it's pretty um, good. What, is, uh, what do you think are the things for a British wedding? It wasn't a British wedding. Nothing about No, but what would you expect from a British wedding? Um, You have a best man giving an awkward speech. It's kind of very much a staple of a British wedding. If you've ever watched like Four Weddings and a Funeral or Notting Hill or any kind of British romantic comedy which has a wedding scene in it. Oh, so like Love Actually. Love Actually, yes. Uh, There's always the best man has to give an awkward speech. It has to be awkward. Does it have to be awkward or is it just that the English are awkward? It's that we're an awkward people kind of genetically. And so also with that of... uh, uh, emotions. So, yeah. as we mentioned, you are an emotional person, but mm. that is not really what the stereotype is of your people. And why do you think that is? Um, because Americans have had to look at the royal family and Hugh Grant as their role models for what British people are. And when you're only real exposed, like Americans treat the British royal family as English Kardashians. Like, you are fascinated by the royal family as a kind of living soap opera, whereas they're the thing we, we pay for them. Yeah. In the yeah. US, our taxpayers' money goes towards making sure that the Queen has a nice hat for a... Oh, yeah. we pay for the Kardashians. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Pay, paying in the terms of suffering. <laughs> yeah. A different form of paying. Um, but we are, at least, my generation at least, not as invested in the royal family as... Yeah. America as a country seems to be. And I think that Americans tend to build their expectations of what a British person is like off of things like the royal family and um, Charles Dance and, (laughs) you know, like British villains in movies from the 80s and 90s. And Mandy will be the first person to tell you I am a very emotional human being. I will cry at the drop of a hat. I will also cry if, for example, I drop my hat. So (laughs) Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Fucking water hose. It's a good hat. 
It was a good hat, and that's that's. So I also we do uh, have a moment of Niles getting emotional yeah. at the wedding, and he says that he is part French. Which part? Dick. <laughs> <laughs> not the balls, just not the, the balls. The whole the shaft and the tip, no. but not the yeah. undercarriage. You are not French. You are no, he Welsh. Has, he has English pee. Using English pee. English pee. English, English, English balls. <laughs> Pierce stored in the balls, yeah. Right. Yeah, that I, I mean I'm sweaty right now, I'm not crying. I'm just very warm. Um yeah. but I cry very frequently. I know a lot of other English people who are very in touch with their emotions, but that's not the stereotype. Even now, like the stereotype is the British as very kind of restrained. Last year Mandy introduced me to a show, an FX show called You're the Worst. And one of the things I really liked about that show was its absolute disinterest for l- for leaning into British stereotypes because one of the main characters is from England Um, his family comes to visit uh, 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 several points during the show and they are so utterly counter to the stereotype of what British people are I really liked that yeah, it, they kind of play into like, oh no, we're we're trash. Like there's yeah. a there's a line yeah. of that thing where he is being introduced to uh, his girlfriend's family, yeah. and she has lied and tried to play into that fanciness. And so we announced like, oh, I'm not from the nice part of London. I am from the poor part of Manchester. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and that's the other thing as well. Is is uh, Gretchen her family. Despite the fact they're American, they lean more into the English stereotypes. Yeah, like they're very like upper class people. But that's a different show that we might talk about on a different podcast (laughs) after after we talk about the nanny. Who knows? There's so many different shows we could talk about. But yeah, I think it was a good episode. I really enjoyed it. I liked the way that the English were depicted. Uh, I really liked the narrative. I thought there were some great quips. Um, There's one point where Niles says something to Cece, and her reaction is to just barrel straight down the camera as if to say. Hey producers, let me fucking say something back now, please. <laughs> oh yeah, and it, he doesn't even really do. It's just like he kind of like tosses the food, just drops yeah. in front yeah. of her. The biscuit just falls right off. Just, yeah. yeah, and she I just feel, glares. At I the feel camera. like the act- actress was not expecting that. Was like, are we fucking doing this? <laughs> yeah, are we fucking doing this? Um, <laughs> She's like Lauren Lane is ready to like pick him up and throw him. And I do not blame her because she isn't given anything to do. No. Yet. Speaking of things to do, what are we doing for the next episode? We are watching Sunday in the Park with Fran. Fran has a run-in with the son of the town's toughest critic, and that could be catastrophic for Maxwell and Cece's new play. This episode also features Fran and Maxwell's first kiss. Oh! Dan, you going to stick around for that one next week? No. Okay, fuck off. Well, in that case, uh, I think we should wrap things up. First, I want to say a huge thank you, Dan, for being here and for doing this podcast, especially because we forced you to. Yes. Yes. Uh, We do appreciate you and your insights. They they will not let me leave. I'm just stuck here. They've already already, missed your flight. You've tried to reschedule. Yeah, Yeah, you live in LA now. Um, Oh, God. Mandy, where can people find you on social media? Uh, You can find me at Mandy Quesadilla on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook and Tumblr, I guess. Yeah. Uh, where people find you. Yeah, people find me. I'm at Ben Padden. I'm on Twitter and Instagram and also a little bit on Tumblr. And uh, you can find us, our little podcast, uh, Out on Her Fanny on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. And our website is oofcast. That's O-O-H-F cast. 
gmail.com. If you have enjoyed this show, if you have been enjoying the show, do please leave a positive review on platforms like Apple Podcasts. Please tweet about us. Please talk about us on social media. Itty bitty baby podcasts like ours live and die by word of mouth, and we would really appreciate yours. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Out on Her Fanny. A podcast about the nanny. I've been Ben. I've been Mandy. And I've been Dan. And yes, we we do know know it means means vagina. vagina. Grand Geek Gathering